I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is Fallon Lev. Her last name means heart in Hebrew. She's a retreat leader, spiritual mentor, yoga teacher, and such an incredibly beautiful soul. Fallon was hit by a car while on her Vespa scooter nine months ago. She broke her pelvis in four places and couldn't walk for three months. She used this tragedy to transform her spiritual practice to a place of even more love, gratitude, and growth. She shares why she is actually grateful for this experience and how it was nourishing for her soul. How she handled it and what she gained from this situation is nothing short of extraordinary. I'm in awe of her inner beauty, peace, and resilience. Please welcome Fallon Lev. Fallon Lev, thank you so much for being here and being a guest on the podcast. I really appreciate you. Oh, I'm so, so, so excited to be here. And it just feels so aligned. And especially with the t-shirt you're wearing, I feel just like we're in this huge container of love already. Yes, we are. Everybody, the t-shirt I'm wearing is on the online store. It is the Love is So Dope t-shirt. This is one of my favorites. I love this one a lot. Um, This is amazing. So Fallon uh, is just a beautiful soul, really. I just want to read this off of your Instagram bio. So Fallon is a retreat leader, spiritual mentor, and a yoga teacher. On the bio of her Instagram, it says, For the heart-centered souls who desire to experience life with an elegance of ease and a frequency of love. Yes, with a frequency of love. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. So uh, I just do want to ask you really quickly, uh, Fallon, when did you, how did you get in this path of spirituality? Was it like uh, over the course of your entire life? Was there like a, for instance, that kind of catapulted you on this? Just someone with where you're at. I'm just very curious how you started on this path. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you asked. And 
this is probably not going to be the answer that you anticipated, but so I have been a yoga teacher for the past 10 years and I have been whispering into people's hearts for as long as I can remember through my flowery poetic language in the yoga studio. And this is something that I didn't even really recognize as a gift of mine until more recently, where I transitioned into writing a lot of my poetry. And I just realized how, how many lives I've been able to touch through just the power of word alone. But I would say, honestly, my spiritual practice has totally transformed since the day of my most recent We'll call it a tragedy, although it was more of a heart's breaking open into a thousand beautiful pieces. Um, on October 3rd, 2020, I was driving my scooter in San Diego, like a Vespa scooter, and I was involved in a hit and run accident. And in this moment, um, I was literally just left on the side of the road alone. And it was probably the most heartbreaking and humbling experience of my life. Yeah. And I was left there with unable to move my leg, able to move off of the road and no one was stopping. And I just felt just like this complete moment of humility where I felt alone, abandoned, almost like shameful. I was embarrassed. And what you would think would be like the most devastating point of my life was actually this breaking point where I was completely restored by humanity in this moment because of the amount of people that showed up for me, even though the driver didn't stop and it felt like a huge abandonment. I had so many incredible people just show up for me and the next six to eight months, I mean, I'm, I'm eight months out, nine months out from the accident now. And I can't tell you how just like heart and just eye-opening this whole experience has been for me. So I have dove heart first into my spiritual practices and things that I've always kind of been um, using as tools like breath work and meditation, but I can't tell you just like now I feel like I'm wearing like my heart on my sleeve in this just like beautiful path towards spirituality, liberation, and just as like, just like you're doing the like spread love movement just speaks so deeply to me. And um, yeah, spirituality has been just like an incredible tool that I am so grateful that I had as I went through this experience. I really feel like I have so much gratitude that it broke me open into this beautiful way of being. I've, I was that baby who was born happy. I've always had joy in my life. I've always had joy in my heart. And um, it came just really natural to me. And being, I mean, I wasn't able to move my legs for three months after this accident. Being in such a devastating experience and having this place inside of me that knew love with so much familiarity, ingrained in my bones and just like vulnerability coursing through my veins that I had no other way to react but to choose love and to see the good in people and the way that people showed up for me. It was absolutely the most breathtaking experience. And 
my community here in San Diego saw that and it was so inspiring, not only for myself to receive that type of support, but for other people to see like what's available when you open yourself up to that kind of love. Mm -hmm. Wow. What an example. I'm sure you were for people because being hit by a car, not being able to walk for three months, being bedridden for that amount of time is a wild experience. It could bring a lot of people into massive amounts of anxiety and depression and negativity. Um, it can just be a way drastically different situation than you allowed it to be, which first shows that we just, we create our reality. No matter mm -hmm. what happens to us, it's not about what happens to us. It's about how we act or react to what happens to us. And, um, just so much love and kudos for you for taking that experience and finding gratitude and humility and vulnerability in it and turning that really tragic, terrible situation into something that can help you grow. Like the fact that you let off on asking about, you know, your spiritual practice that you said it now it's transformed and you're wearing your heart on your sleeve. Um, and it's just grown so much since that experience is really wild and um, it's just really beautiful. And it just, again, really shows people that we create our reality. We create our own experiences. We're not victim to what happens to us. We are in control. We are the powerful beings that can take a situation the way that we intend to take it. Um, I wanted to ask Fallon, in what ways, because you mentioned gratitude uh, in describing it, and I am such a massive fan of gratitude. I know how literally reality shifting and life changing uh, gratitude can be. What were some of the things that you were grateful for uh, during that experience? Oh my God, I don't even know where to begin. But <laughs> I had, I mean, just a beautiful experience in the hospital. I was alone. I, you weren't able to have um, visitors because of COVID. But I was so blown away by the nurses and the surgeons and just, I mean, all of my friends. I mean, I was glued to my phone. And in that moment, I had so much gratitude for social media. Um, everyone that I, this is like actually a really important message that I'm learning recently. Like it's never too much to reach out to someone. Even if you feel like that person is getting so much support and so much love, every single message meant the entire world to me. And it changed my, it changed my life in that moment, just reading like three words to know that my friend from third grade was thinking of me in Massachusetts. Like I felt every single message and every single card, it just really, really reached me in a very just expanding way that I had so many reasons to feel that gratitude. So the nurses and the doctors, and then all of my friends, the entire San Diego yoga community, it was absolutely beautiful. And then my mother, of course, was, she was here the day after the accident, even though I was in the hospital for the next 10 days. And just the amount of work that went on behind the scenes and her and my boyfriend living in a studio apartment with two dogs and the way that they kind of just created a partnership. And I mean, when I say I was I wasn't able to move my legs. I literally wasn't like my legs didn't move. It wasn't like I wasn't walking. I couldn't do anything. So the way that my mother had to show up for me in that moment, I mean, I will spend the rest of my life just like making sure she knows how thankful I am to her. And um, 
just grateful for my life and how different it could have gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got so lucky. I don't know how it happened, like how my body chose to fall the way it did. I broke my pelvis in four different places, which seems like, which is, it's really, it was really bad. I had an external fixator outside of my body. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those, but like, it just looks scary. So it was, it was really, really scary, but, um, I'm just so grateful that I'm alive and that I'm here to be able to not only tell my story, but I've always loved to just be able to spread love and just be in this place of just um, inspiring others. And now I have even more reason. It's like, I've got, I've got so much more purpose. And so I'm grateful that the experience happened, which seems wildly radical to announce but it's so true like i just feel so grateful to be here and be able to share this message with all of you and your listeners yes Fallon, i love you so much it is <laughs> wild in the best way to hear somebody talk about this sort of experience in the way that you're talking about it and i always say this and thank you for validating this there's gratitude everywhere it is always around us and found sometimes even when i say that i'm like shit is like there there is right but i'm like is there in every situation but i really am such a firm believer in gratitude a firm believer in in our perspectives and again we are we are powerful beings that can create the world around us and um, to hear a story like this where you were literally hit by a car, couldn't walk for three months, bedridden, alone in the hospital because people could not visit you because of COVID. And mm -hmm. you found gratitude in this entire situation. Yes, gratitude is always there. It is just up to us to find it and then put our focus on it and let that become our reality as opposed to the negativity or the negative thoughts that we may be having about a situation. Found, yeah, I yeah. do very like consciously choose that gratitude and love because yep. there are people coming at me from so many different corners of like with anger and resentment towards the driver. Like yep. everyone wanted to find the driver. That I'm was sure. everyone's main focus. And I was just like, no, I'm like, I let that go probably like three days in because I knew we weren't going to find the driver. And it was like this moment of like, I know what resentment looks like yep. i've seen it on people's faces i've seen it in their bodies i do not want that poison driving me for the rest of my life so i was just like hell no to that and yeah sure that million dollar settlement would have been fabulous but like what else was that going to bring me you know holding mm -hmm. on to that type of anger and i just i literally can like feel the crossroads of being able to choose to yes latch on to that anger and seeing that turning point of like this incredible field of love and possibility and gratitude that was just begging for my attention and just like me to step forward into it and i'm just so grateful that in that moment i had the tools and just the the willingness to choose love god i'm so grateful that you did that too <laughs> wow Yes, because it's so true. And like, like, yeah, let's just be very transparent. In situations, is it always easy to find the gratitude? It's always there, but is it always easy? It's not. You know, it is a conscious choice that we have to make to seek those things out and put our focus on those things. Fallon, the fact that 
Wow, you were able to, and I love that you use the word poison in terms of the resentment uh, that you may have felt for a couple days if you even did towards that person because you sitting and stewing and that anger and hatred and resentment towards that person, who feels that? You, right? No one else but you. The people around you, your friends as they come in, you're going to lower their vibration. You're going to bring down the energy in the room as well. But you're feeling that. The person who hit you doesn't feel that at all, right? You're the one who would be suffering if you felt that towards that person. They're not going to be suffering. They have no idea you're feeling that way. So the fact that you were able to feel that that was there and then choose against it. And I love too that you said you had like the gratitude and the love just like there waiting for you to step out <laughs> into it. And I really am. I'm so grateful that you took that step in that direction because again, it's not always easy. You know, it could have been really easy to be like, yeah, let's find this person. Let's get them. I hate them. Like that is kind of easy in that moment, but that tears us apart. That brings us down when we feel those feelings. So to shift over and instead just find love and gratitude and peace in the situation and choose to not feel those negative feelings towards the person that hit you, what a beautiful release that is. Yeah. I want to say too, I think like on all the paperwork when I was in the hospital of things, the complications that could go wrong with my surgery um, was depression. And wow. it was like, I can just remember seeing like, it was like in like, gigantic capital letters depression and that was basically from that moment I, I remember like I only wrote in my journal one day while I was in the hospital because I wasn't able to get anything I literally like kept chapstick on my chest so I had it close to me because like the nurses are so busy so I wasn't able to like ask them oh can you get my journal for me mm -hmm. so the one thing I wrote in my journal was just my biggest fear was that this was going to steal my joy and that I, I felt just like that darkness, like pulling me down. But I think because I had that as a foundation, I, I just saw like the momentum forward and upward. And from that point, from that really low point, I was able to just like continue to evolve into just the doorways of healing mm -hmm. from the inside out. And just being really patient and compassionate with myself and knowing that what I had just gone through was a really, really hard thing, but that I was so supported that I had everything inside. Like I spent the past 10 years, you know, just mm -hmm. devoting myself to different spiritual practices, breath work and meditation that I, I really, really believe saved me. And I'm so grateful that I I had that support from both within and from my community, my family, my friends. Well, good for you that you had that support from the community. Like how beautiful and nice is that, that so many people reached out to you to express their love. So you knew that you weren't alone, you know, even though you may have been alone mm -hmm. in the hospital, in reality, you were not alone at all. Um, and then again, just amazing too, that you were able to pull from all your practices and your teachings from inward, from inside of you that was able to help you move forward, um, in the situation, just like a remarkable story. And I think it is just so important because it really just shows the power, um, of the human spirit and our soul and how we can get through anything and how, again, if we just choose if we choose positivity and we choose love, 
how different an experience and our world and our life can be. It's so drastic. It is wild. Like you literally could have come out of this in depression and anxiety, a million other things, and you went the exact opposite way. So thank you so much for being that example and showing what is possible in situations like this. Amazing. Yeah, it's honestly been such an honor. Wow. It has been the best. Literally, you're using words like gratitude and it being an honor. Thank you. Just really thank you for showing that this side of a traumatic experience and getting there based on love and support and the work that you've done. It's just, it's really, it's magical. It really is. It's just un, uh, unreal in the best way. Mm, it really is. I mean, even just like, yeah, the word magical speaks to me so much because it, it, it was a miracle. I mean, I, I feel like now, like my body is such a miracle. Like I look at it every day and I'm just like in awe and just like blown away in its ability to heal, like by every single human body, our ability to heal, our ability to just like, yeah, we have, we have so much power mm -hmm. within and just like tapping in, slowing down and giving yourself a little bit more credit, like giving the human body the credit it deserves. It's, it's, it's incredible. It is. So I know you said you broke your pelvis in four spots. Did you break anything else? Just my two front teeth. Wow. <laughs> I, had, well, I checked my teeth. So that was fun. And then I was, my legs were covered in road rash. My stomach was covered in road rash yeah. and my elbows, um, which honestly, like I could have handled the pelvis. That was one thing, but the road rash is so extreme and wow. Thankfully, my mother, like we would spend probably two hours a day cleaning my whole body, just like with the road rash and switching out the bandages. My scars have healed so beautifully. Like the skin is just like amazing. I mean, it it really was such a cool experience to watch the way I healed. And like I just led two retreats. I was in Mexico in a bathing suit for the first time. And like people could not get over like like they had seen me. I, I was really, this is something else that helped me a lot. I mean, I documented my entire experience. Wow. I showed people what it looked like for me to have someone bend my knees. I showed people what it looked like for me to try standing up, how I had to get onto the toilet. I mean, it was like the most humbling experience of my entire life. But if I can, you know, sharing my message and sharing my story not only was it empowering for other people but i know that that being vulnerable and letting myself be seen by my community is also something that just gave me something to move forward from every single day mm -hmm. and i know that it helped a lot of people like i had so so many people reach out to me and everyone always decides to minimize their own story but pain is pain and whatever you're going through, like, let yourself be seen, share your story and let yourself lean into the support, even if it's just one other person. But I feel like when people hide and they kind of like create their little cocoons, it can be really scary and then isolating. And then it's hard to know how to come out of that cocoon. So the more you can just share your vulnerability and let yourself be exposed and receive the love that is available to all of us. Mm -hmm. um, I think just like the easier time you'll have healing and the better 
the better your outcome will be on the other end. Totally. And I feel like so many times, like there, there can be love that's out there for you, but we have to be open and willing to accept it. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be right there. But if we even unconsciously choose to not accept it, what a sad and, and lonely world that we could live in. Um, I just, I love your mindset. I love your perspective on this whole situation so much. Um, and do you feel like Fallon, when you were in the hospital, um, for three months, really being unable to move, I just want to talk about that, uh, a little bit. And I just, I love overall too, Fallon, how this experience is now propelled your spiritual practice and propelled who you are as a soul, as a being, you know, into the future and, and more and more. And I, I feel like this story, stories like this have come up. I know Dr. Joe Dispenza has like a similar-ish story where people are in these traumatic uh, experiences and they are the thing that was actually like their platform and their catalyst that launched them and launched their spiritual practice into a whole nother realm. So it's like without that, you know, quote unquote negative experience, because it's not really negative unless you choose for it to be negative. Um, having those experiences can just be so life-altering in the most amazing ways, which is just the best. And so just again, going back to you being in the hospital uh, and in the bed for three months, what was that like? Did you, so in not being able to move, I know that can be extremely difficult because maybe you knew that wasn't going to be forever. Were you able to enjoy the stillness and enjoy the peace and connect more maybe with your higher self, you know, removing yourself from your physical body or this physical world, or, or how was that experience for you? My experience was amazing, and I have so much to share. I don't even know where to start. But just to clarify, I was only in the hospital for 10 days. I literally convinced the nurses that I was fully capable to go home and that I had my mom and my boyfriend that would be taking care of me. We got home and the first like four days were like a hot mess because we had to figure out how we had no idea. I mean, I was on so many drugs. I had no idea how to like help them get me out of bed so I could go to the bathroom. There was so much fear. Like my mom, I was like, I just like ingrained so much fear in my mom if she touched me, if she hurt me. So it was a pretty like rough transition. But once we moved into the flow of it, I mean, it was so beautiful. Like our, I mean, I'm in the house now. It was like, I had these two beautiful fairies that just like every two hours, they would wake me up in the middle of the night to turn me. So I wasn't getting bed sores to give me medicine. And it was just like these angels. And I, I mean, it, it, it was so beautiful. And I am someone who loves the art of being still and slowing down. So this was actually a very enjoyable experience for me. And um, you mentioned Joe Dispenza. And part of what I did was just like I created these like ceremonies for myself where I would just like write these love letters to my body just like as a meditation. And then I started offering these meditations for my community. And I came up with this adorable heart project called the love letter. And I was writing letters to people just because at that point, like all I could do was be on my phone or my computer. And that actually is like probably my favorite offering that I've put out into the world so far. Um, I haven't been doing it as much, but maybe I'll get back into that. 
but I, I even started teaching yoga in the hospital bed, just using my voice. I would close my eyes. And I think that was really healing for my body because I would just like watch my body go through the process of moving and just like the dance of being in relationship to my body and my breath. But also like I was doing this for myself, but it was, it was me also creating just like healing for anyone else that was listening and willing to receive. And I mean, I think that is the most like healing thing that we can do. Like, yes, loving ourselves, but just loving for putting love out into the world. Like that was so feeding and so nourishing for my soul. And then I watched a ton of Shit's Creek and I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> me and Kayla, me and, me. Oh my, me and Kayla have been watching that. We literally have been trucking through the seasons. Oh We're like halfway or towards the end of season five. I'm watching it for the second time and it's like even better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it also is interesting because it's bringing me back to the time where I was in the hospital bed. Yeah. Wow. And like, not that it's triggering, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, it, I have beautiful memories. I spent three months with my mother. My mother cooked me meals every mm. single day, like beautiful meals. Friends were coming over. It was a little, you know, interesting times because of COVID. So it was, it was challenging, but I think the way I navigated it with my community and just really opened my heart and my home to the support of really anyone that was willing to show up for me. And I mean, people were just, there are so many good people in this world. And I'm just so grateful for that experience and opening my arms and my heart and my home to let the love in. Yes. Wow. Fallon, honestly, just like in listening to you, if me right now, and then also as a listener, I would be like, okay, how do I get to this place? You know, where you're at, how, even as we're talking, I'm thinking about myself. I'm like, how would I have handled that situation? And I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know what? I, I broke, it's a very different experience. I broke my ankle, like off my leg a few, maybe like 10 years ago now where it was like dangly. Um, and I just was not, sorry, sorry, everybody. Um, and I just was not at all the person who I am today. And that was not a good experience for me at all. I had moments of depression. Um, every morning when I woke up, I was like a little depressed. I'm like, this day is going to be so, so hard. Um, and I just wonder, you know, maybe how I would handle something like that now. But then going back to it of someone like you and just where you're at, I would, I would be like, and I am like, okay, how again, how did you get here? So to make things as tangible as possible for the people that are listening, what are some of the, you've already mentioned some of them, but if you want to talk about them again or go in more depth, but what are some of like the daily practices or weekly practices that you are doing that helps and puts you in this sort of state of mind that allows you to find peace in situations where others might not? So... I also want to just say that every single injury, like dessert, I mean, it's really hard, especially mm -hmm. on the lower body. And I think that, I mean, I've broken an ankle and a foot as well. And I remember that being very, very challenging. So I think that like, wherever you are in your life, I think it's important to just give yourself the grace that like, mm -hmm. it's going to be hard and it, and it's going to be challenging but that you can get through it. And mm -hmm. it's a daily devotion. It's a, a daily practice. And I remember just being in the ambulance and being told that it was going to be okay to take a deep breath 
like I literally just got chills just like remembering that moment because it, it is going to be okay. And even if you, if you, you're looking at the huge picture, it can feel really overwhelming and it can get really, really hard. But if you zoom in and you take it step by step and day by day, I think that that, it was my boyfriend who told me that, that helped me in that moment. Cause I, I was, I was really, really attached to what my life was going to look like. Yeah. And they told me eight months to a year until I would do yoga again. And for a yoga teacher, that was like devastating. And I mean, even like a month felt like a long time. And now I look back on it and it feels like it went by like this. Like mm. there's moments that like miss that point in my life because it was so beautiful. Mm. Um, but I just think taking it day by day and really trying to just live in the present moment and the anxiety, the anxiety lives in the future and in the past. So the more you can just really pull yourself into the present moment and just be still and be quiet and be patient. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, that's really, that's really what did it. I journaled every single day, a gratitude journal. I mean, the things that I wrote down in my gratitude journal is so beautiful. The, the tiny, small things that you are grateful for get really tangible, really mm -hmm. specific. And I think that's what changes your life. Not just like, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my friends, but just really sit with the specifics of what brings you joy, what brings you love and, and be really great. It's like really feel and embody that gratitude. Yes. So I think that, yeah, the day by day was probably really what allowed me to find that inner peace. Nice. Wow. And I love how we keep touching on gratitude because, mm. and I love that you kept a gratitude journal with you and it's really so, so powerful. I really want everyone to like really be here in this moment, be present with us and know how insanely powerful gratitude can be when you, and Fallon, like you nailed it too. It, it, it's about feeling it and really being in it. Not just being like, yeah, you know, I'm grateful for this and kind of moving on. It's like feeling the gratitude, really putting yourself in that vibration and in that energy and in that feeling so that you can really, really connect with it. Because when you do that, that's when all these emotions and all this energy rushes into your body. And the feeling is kind of, it's, it's really amazing. And um, I, I did a, a 365 days of gratitude where um, it ended a, a few months ago where every single day um, I posted in a story one thing that I was grateful for. And that experience was life-changing for me. And uh, even before doing it, I had a gratitude practice where, so I have this chakra bracelet on for people who can't see. And um, I've talked about this a bunch in the past, but my gratitude practice is every morning when I wake up and I put this on, I stop and I feel the things that I'm, gra I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And the bracelet is simply there to remind me, right? Because I've broken the bracelet before, I had to get another one. And when I broke it, my practice slowed down because that reminder just wasn't there. So it's something just that's that simple just to remind us to do it. And then at night, I would take it off and then again would remind me to stop uh, and feel the things that I'm grateful for. So it's like I'm starting my day and ending my day in just immense gratitude. And I saw what that was doing for me. And then I started the gratitude challenge 
right, like right after COVID got very bad. And uh, I had something, you know, I thought about doing the gratitude challenge before that. And I just hadn't pulled the trigger. And uh, it just hit me. And I'm like, we need this. We need gratitude more now than ever. I know how low and down people are and how low and down I was. And uh, I just wanted to share it because I, I saw how much it changed my life. And I wanted just to spread that beauty to as many people as I could. And doing it over that year, because I was posting about it and I still had my gratitude practice in the morning and at night. And then every time when I meditate in the morning too, I always focus on things that I'm grateful for. And when you're doing it very consistently, and I'm so grateful that I was, gratitude starts to seep into your subconscious. You're reprogramming your subconscious to seek out things to be grateful for. You're seeing them without even trying which for me was like, oh my God, like I'm sitting in a situation, I'm not even trying, but my brain's like, okay, you can be grateful for this, I'm grateful for that. What's going on there that we can be happy and joy-filled about? And it was just wild. And I just love that in this whole situation, gratitude keeps popping up. You're finding gratitude for the situation. During it, you were thinking about the things that you can be grateful for. And when your energy and your focus is on the things that you can be grateful for, as opposed to the things that are going wrong or are going bad, just like everybody, think about what that does for your life. Over the grand scheme of your entire life, if you're spending a lot of the time focusing and thinking about what is positive in your life and what is good and what you can be grateful for, again, as opposed to going the opposite way, over the lifespan of your time on this planet, think about what that can do for you. It is an, it's just, it's really, really wild. And I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful that gratitude was such a massive part of your healing during this experience, because this is just another beautiful example of the power of gratitude and what it can do for you. It's so true. And I love that you did 365 days of gratitude. That is so beautiful. And I'm inspired to do the same. Mm -hmm. And yes, gratitude is everything. And the universe wants to continue to just rejoice and give us reasons to be celebrating and to be grateful. So the more that we just like really hone in on that feeling of gratitude, the more reason we are given to feel it. So Mm -hmm. I I love, love, love everything you've shared. Yay. And the, it's the law of attraction. The more we're focusing on things to be grateful for, the more things are going to start showing up, showing up in our lives that we can be grateful for. It is a beautiful thing. It is such an incredible experience. And when you feel that and it continuously is happening, that flow, man, that energy is just, uh, it's unlike anything else. And, um, when I have these experiences, I just want to, I love everybody, you know, and I just want to share these experiences with everybody and having people like you on this podcast allows that to happen even more. Mm -hmm. This story, Fallon, your experience with this, the people who are listening, I hope it rocks them in the best way possible. And I know it's going to change some people's lives and perspectives and help them shift into another level of consciousness which will just create more happiness uh, and more peace in their life. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for giving me this platform to share it because I'm still trying to figure out like, yes, this is, this is what I want to do. This is my heart's work right here. Like I want to be able to give people faith, the hope, just that, that belief that maybe they're, they're lacking in the moment. And if I can be that just source of inspiration for your listeners, for my community, for anyone that's going to read my book, like that's where my heart's work is. And so thank you so much for just allowing me to share that. 
Oh my gosh, of course. I'm and I honestly I'm just so grateful to have this space that is able to be shared. It's like, how did I, I don't know. I'm like, how did I get here? How, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, it's really beautiful. And I'm just, I'm so thankful uh, for it all. And um, I'll, I'll say this really, just really quickly too. With the gratitude challenge, it started off as a hundred days. And I was like, a hundred days. I'm like, am I going to make it through this thing? You know what I mean? Am I going to be able to stay this consistent and do this every single day? And then as I started to get to the hundred, it felt so good and I saw the change it was making for people and how powerful it was. And I didn't even think twice about doing the full 365 days. And it really was just such a, such a beautiful experience for me. Um, and I hope for all the people who are following and, and checking it out as well. Um, Fallon and two, with what you were just talking about with like your book and your mission, what in this life, do you feel like your purpose is and what do you really want to create in this world? So this is such an interesting time for you to ask because I've been on this yoga teacher journey for the past 10 years and I thought I had it all figured out. <laughs> I was like, I can, I can remember like my manager at one of my studios being like, so what are you going to do next? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is it. Like mm. I am like, to me, I was sitting on the top of the mountain and leaning back, drinking my pina colada. And I hadn't even thought of there being a next or more. Um, I don't know if that was my mind sitting in a limited capacity, but that's what I mean with this accident that it totally broke me open into so much more just possibility. And so I'm still kind of navigating this in-between space and I'm really cherishing the not knowing. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm here. I am so present in the currency of just the unknown and mm -hmm. the new unfamiliar territory that I get to explore with this compassionate curiosity for life. Um, I am in the process, the very, very beginning stages of writing my book. Um, that came through when I said that. I was like, oh, I just dropped that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. I, that is turning into a big project. Um, it's definitely harder than I would have imagined to, to write your story. Um, I'm writing a memoir and a self-helpery book. I'm also infusing a lot of my poetry into the book, which for me, that's where, that's what comes through with so much ease. I can just like, and I, this is the way I teach yoga. Like I, when I'm speaking from my heart, it just flows and it's effortless, but writing a book, there has to be a little bit more like people are like, oh, where's your, your, um, your chapters and the table of contents I'm like oh god I forgot about like all of that stuff so um writing a book I'm still in love with teaching yoga I always will be I've just seen how many lives I've been able to impact and just how many lives I've been able to touch physically and emotionally and that means the world to me so I I lead a couple of retreats every year and I Witnessing the transformation that goes on within five days is absolutely mind-blowing and seeing the way people show up for the retreat with absolutely zero expectations except, ooh, a trip to Mexico mm. seems fun. And then watching the way that they really just let themselves fall into the experience and just really immerse themselves into the community and the love and 
just that support that's available, that is what feeds my soul. So creating those beautiful healing retreats and sanctuaries. And then I'm offering mentoring online as well. And that's something that's really, really new to me. And I think for so long, I didn't realize that I, what I've been doing has been touching people's lives, one human heart at a time in a, in a room of 30 or 40 people, but to create that intimate container has been such a beautiful experience. And just being, being able to create a safe space for someone else to be seen and to be healed and mm -hmm. to be loved and to just have that type of relationship. So moving into mentorship has been really, really beautiful. And yeah, as many ways, I mean, I think you and I are on the same mission. As many ways as I can infuse love into my work on a daily basis, like that's what lights me up. And that's what I'm following right now. I don't really know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but I'm leading from the heart yes. and taking it day by day. Yes. Amazing. Right. Ah. I love that leading from the heart. I just, I, I, I'm a massively firm believer that if you are just constantly leading from the heart and just trying to show love to people, everything will work out because in leading from the heart, I, I again, firmly believe that our highest self, our truest form is pure love. So when you are leading from the heart, you are connecting to your higher self. And when you do that, there's literally endless possibilities for you in this world. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and saying right now that you don't really know. It's <laughs> unknown. And everyone listening right now or anyone who needs to hear this right now who isn't, who's unsure of where they're going or their path, that's okay. It's really okay. Embrace and find gratitude for being in the unknown. In the unknown, it is literally infinite possibilities. If you stay exactly where you are right now, you know what your world's going to be like. You know what your reality will be like. You know exactly what to expect. When you're in the unknown, it is the best. It is open. There, anything can happen in that space. And Dispenza talks about that all the time. The unknown is really where all the magic can happen because it's infinite possibilities. So, Fallon, I'm just excited to see the more love and light that you're going to shine on this world. And... Uh, God, again, just thank you for being unknown, but leading from your heart and leading from love because that will take you to wherever your purpose is and whatever you're supposed to do on this planet. Because again, you're connecting to your higher self. We are love. Love is the energy of the universe. That's what we all are in our infinite being, in our soul. And when we can connect to that, on an everyday basis, and especially when it's your passion, like it's Fallon, and you can follow that, just unreal things can happen and you can manifest and create a world that you can't even fathom right now. And I'm excited for you to create that world for yourself and for us too. Mm, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. So seduced by just the mystery of it all. Yes, right. <laughs> by the mystery and like the excitement of like not knowing, right? Like when we, <laughs> right, when we know, we know. You know, it can still be exciting, but we just know. And when we don't, it's like, wow, what can happen? And I really feel like when you're in that energy and that vibration of, of being like, anything can happen. The most magical, life-transforming things that can happen that, again, that I can't even perceive in this consciousness right now, that just, it, it just a, it's a beautiful place and it opens things up so, so much. 
Fallon, I definitely want to ask you about the retreats. I was going to ask you that. I was checking out your website a little bit earlier. Um, just, I guess, give us just a roundabout good understanding of what goes on during those four to five day retreats and, and some of the transformations that you've seen. Oh my God. Thank you for asking. My retreats are my favorite thing in the whole entire world. Yes. I've been doing them for about five years. This was something I wanted to do for so long, but I was so terrified because it was so big. That's how badly I wanted it. Mm -hmm. And I was given the opportunity because I had one friend that believed in me. She was like, you can do this. And she basically did the, all the behind the scenes for me, Stevie, the girl, there's your shout out. Yes. And you know, and that's another thing. It usually, it just takes one person to believe in you. And mm. so I had that person and I did a big, you know, universal trust fall. I booked a place that I had never been to. And I had, I think there was 13 beautiful souls that trusted me and followed me to beautiful La Paz. And it was incredible. It was mind blowing. It was the best experience. And I was like, how is it going to get any better? And every single retreat since then has just gotten better and better because it's all about the people and the people that show up with an open heart and just like a willingness. It's they're each doing a trust fall as well because mm. they don't really know what they're signing up for. I mean, I'm basically, I don't even think I'm, I'm selling this experience to them. I am just like, trust me, come with me. That's, that's really basically all my website says, trust me because I just believe in the magic of which these retreats just really offer and provide. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one of my favorite stories, my last retreat, um, one of the participants showed up with a suitcase of all these art supplies and books and things that she thought she would do on the retreat because she didn't know anyone. She was coming from Massachusetts and this was really brave of her to come right after COVID and just immerse herself in a group of humans that she didn't know um, she didn't know much about my retreats. She just knew me and she trusted me, but she just shared at the end of the retreat. She didn't even open that part of her suitcase because she just felt so welcome and so loved. And she mm. was so just like wrapped up in just like the community aspect of the retreats. And that's what I think I create is just a, a home and everyone is welcome. I've had so many people that show up that don't do yoga. They show up just to be in like the gathering mm -hmm. and the friendship. And just to, yeah, let yourself try something new, step out of your comfort zone. So I love to be able to create that just really sacred space for anyone and everyone. And yeah, it's, it's my favorite thing to do in the world. I have two more coming. Actually, I have three more next year, which is so exciting. And I think that's all. I mean, I could go on and on and on about them. I'll just say the food's incredible. The beaches are empty and gorgeous and the the beds are like the most princess like <laughs> And just to give people just a like a quick understanding of it, it is I know I'm sure yoga like you mentioned is happening during it. Is it meditation? Is it mindfulness, breath work? Like what are some of the um the things that you guys are doing during it? So yes, there's yoga twice a day and then, then there's three incredible, healthy, beautiful um really unique meals that are created yes. and served and every single one of my yoga classes I mean I feel like it's an experience it's it's something to yes get you into relationship with your body but where my heart is in the craft of teaching is definitely in the speaking to the 
emotional capacity of your heart and just really turning on your ability to feel love and compassion for yourself wherever you're at in that moment. Hmm. And I love just to be able to initiate transformation and life and heart opening experiences that may seem like they're only available to you on your mat or during those retreats, but the watching of the unfolding of these retreats for weeks, months, the year after, the ripple that it creates in your life for yourself, for your family and your friends, that's what keeps me coming back. And that's what keeps me creating these experiences for people. Yes. Wow. And who it was your friend? You said Stevie, who was a girl who encouraged you? Oh, her name is Stevie the girl. She's my assistant. She comes on every single one of my retreats. She is just like, has this incredible way of making every person feel welcome. We just work so well together. She claims she doesn't do yoga, but um, she has the biggest heart. And I mean, together, we just make the most incredible team. And I'm so grateful for her believing in me and just, yeah, our friendship that has evolved and just blossomed into this really... Yeah, I mean, she's also hilarious, like the funniest person I've ever met. So, <laughs> yes, love her. Yeah. I'm sorry, is it Stevie or Steve? Her name is Stevie, but she's a girl, so yeah. she calls herself Stevie the girl. Stevie the girl. So it's like Stevie the girl. It's like Schitt's Creek, wild. Yes. Stevie. Yes. Oh yeah, she's gonna love that you made that analogy. <laughs> yes, and honestly, I just want to give Stevie some love and, and a shout out again right now. Stevie, we love you. Amazing, amazing work. Let's all strive, myself included, to be as much as we can like Stevie and encourage our friends and give them that energy and that love and that acceptance so that they know they can achieve anything that they want to do. Let's be that presence for the people in our lives and just allow them to know that they're capable of achieving anything. And Fallon, the fact that like you're doing this now and the fact that there was a one point that you, and it's okay, we, we've all been there, but the fact that you had that part of you that doubted yourself in terms of doing it, you know, we all feel fear, we all feel doubt, it's all good, but to see who you are and now to see how those retreats have gone, it's like, like Fallon, of course you could have done, you know what I mean? It's like now that it's, right? But that, and that's the thing, like just that full circle shows you so many times when we doubt ourselves and we, and we don't have, you know, that bit of love for ourselves, we are, um, we're capable of anything. We can achieve anything. And it's so, so many times those things that create that fear and that doubt, those are the things that we should pursue and complete and fulfill because I look at that, right? Like, thank God for Stevie. Love you. Thank God for Stevie being there. And just giving you that extra push. <laughs> <laughs> and just giving you that extra push. And totally. just what a beautiful thing you both have now created uh, from that. And um, I just love that. And again, thank you for being vulnerable and saying, you know, there was a point of view where you're like, I was afraid and I didn't think I could do it. And just showing that, of course, you can and you did and you achieved it. And now you've created this beautiful, beautiful space for so many people. So awesome. Yeah, I too because I just on my story it's probably still on there right now but I just did a visualization meditation last night and it was looking back 10 years ago where I was and it was fresh off the boat of doing my teacher training and wanting to be a teacher a yoga teacher so bad but it's really hard and you have to be willing to go through the discomfort and the awkwardness and the unknown and I look back and I'm like what if I did not take the leap Mm -hmm. And as I sit here now in the unknown and in this new era of moving online with my business, I have similar anxieties and 
not knowing where my next move is, what my whole life's purpose is, but to know that I've done it once and I can do it again and to keep leading from the heart and just keep trusting and believing in myself and leaning into others believing in me because that's that's all at the core of it that's all we need you know we need yes. one person to believe in us and we we need ourselves and mm-hmm. just to continue to step forward from that amazing uh Thank you so much for all your beautiful words and your vulnerability and your sharing. This has been so much fun, so eye-opening for me as well. Um, it just makes me feel so good. And I hope everybody listening right now too is just feeling great as well. Um, Fallon, we'll, we'll start to wrap things up. And uh, one final question that I would uh, love to ask you. So my main goal in life as a being with Spread Love Movement is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be in a space and a place of more love and kindness and compassion and openness and oneness, uh, a place where we can be more vulnerable with each other. And I know that is a, in talking to you, uh, I know that's a place that you, I'm sure, would love for the world to get to as well. Um, it just seems like the most magical place I've ever thought of. And it's something that I visualize all the time. And it's something that I know as a consciousness, we can get to this place. It exists. I know it feels like we're far from it right now, but it exists. It is a reality that exists. And it's up to us in order to to get ourselves to this place. So Fallon, what do you, and you've already talked about it a lot, but what do you feel like you're doing now or plan to do that will help in this shift to this much more beautiful place of consciousness? Well, first I'd say one human heart at a time Mm -hmm. and to trust and to know that that is enough and to keep showing up as myself, to be an inspiration in leadership and possibility And I think kind of what you touched on, you know, I really am okay in this place of not knowing. And I think that that's really important for other people to see and to, to know, just to find that inner peace. Um, So I think the best thing that I can do right now is to keep showing up as myself, to trust in the unknown and just lead from the space of my heart and as much as I can to just infuse love into every single word, action, and thought that I speak, think, and feel. Yes. When you say it, it seems, and that like that's it. It is, in my mind, it's a simple response. It doesn't need to be this crazy plan of what we're going to do. It is literally each and every one of us doing exactly what you just said coming from a place of love more often, trying to project that out into the universe, being kind and just being the best version of yourself that you can be. I just, I couldn't believe in that more. And that is as well as I feel like that we're going to do this. Like this is a goal for, for me in my mind. I cannot achieve this by myself at all. It's literally not possible. It is everybody. So everyone listening right now to understand how important you are. You're so important. First off, you're a manifestation of the universe and God. Unreal. 
So just be in that for a second and just mm-hmm. realize how connected and attached you are to God. You literally are God, a manifestation coming into physical form. And realize how important you are because with what Fallon just said, and I firmly believe in that too, we can't get to this consciousness without you. If you don't help and aid in this, we will never get there. So this place of euphoria of heaven, if you want to call it, we need you in order to achieve this. So just please be with that right now and understand the importance of who you are on this planet, in this realm, in this universe, because without your love, we can never achieve this consciousness state which I feel like in reality, everybody wants to get to. Mm -hmm. So we love you. Know how amazing and brilliant and beautiful you are and how needed you are. You are a miracle on legs. Yes, for real. You were speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though. Oh, wow. Okay, this has been uh, just really amazing and heartfelt and I just, I feel fulfilled. I feel such great energy right now. So thank you for that Fallon. And, um, just before we cut out of here, if you can please let people know where they can find you online, your website, social media, anything else that you'd like to share. Yes. Thank you. I am all things Fallon love. So Fallon, like Jimmy Fallon and love means heart in Hebrew. That's probably one of my favorite things about myself. <laughs> and so FallonLove.com and then on Instagram at FallonLove. I would love to connect with you and just, yeah, one human heart at a time from my heart to yours. Yes. And just so everybody knows, it's F-A-L-L-O-N. Lev is L-E-V. Thank you. Yes. Connect with Fallon. Check her out. Bring some more love and spirituality into your life. If you're listening to this right now and you were moved and touched by Fallon and her being and her perspective and everything about her, connect with her. Learn from her. I'm grateful for this conversation because I got to learn from you. So people out there, reach out to her. Bring some more of Fallon into your life. Um, Thank you so much. Of course, of course. This has really been just a beautiful experience. I hope everybody listening felt the exact same way. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us um, and being present during this conversation. I really hope it resonated with you. Um, If you need to go back and listen to it again to catch all these little bits of just powerful lessons, definitely do that. Um, I know I'm going to go back and listen to this a couple of times <laughs> myself. So just Fallon, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I have so much love for you and your spirit and who you are. And thank you so much for your vulnerability and, and for sharing that with everybody. I'm so grateful and love is so dope. Yes, it is. <laughs> everybody, we love you so much. Can't wait to see you on the next one. Thanks again, Fallon. Thank you.